Let's talk a little Hawks basketball with Jason Walker. At Jason Walker NBA on Twitter, he is our guru, of course, of the Hawks. How you doing? Uh, I'm I'm doing real good, Bill. I'll tell you why. Because one of my favorite players in Major League Baseball plays for the Braves right now, the Chris Sale, went out and had great things. Bill, I'm I'm nothing if, if I'm a simple man, Bill. I went to Florida. We know this. I'm simple. In basketball, give me a shot blocker like Tree Rollins. In baseball, give me a strikeout pitcher uh, like Strider and now Chris Sale. I love it. It's great, and it was good to see him out there doing his thing. I, just fantastic. Love that stuff. Heck, I talked about those two innings for 20 minutes in the first hour of our show. You know <laughs> I did. I, I kept great. on saying, I kept on saying, I kept on sliding in there probably six or seven times. It's February 27th. It's February 27th. But you know me, it doesn't matter. I mean, I thought, I thought it was great. I mean, he reached 97 miles an hour in his first spring training game. How about that? I love it. I just as long as, you know, if you're a Braves fan, you're just hoping healthy in October, November, that's what you want because that, that's the kind of arm you want in the playoffs uh, out there. Man, uh, good to see Chris Sale go. One Been one of my favorites for a long time. Toiled uh, with the White Sox before – you know, Boston. I mean, come on. This stinks. Just like watching Otani go to the Dodgers. Like, oh, great to see that franchise catch a break, you know. I know. Uh, I know. Do, do you anyway. know that? I've got a buddy of mine in Vegas, and he, he uh, he's out there on some supposed business trip. And <laughs> he showed me the board of the odds for the World Series, and I told him to take two wild cards, not wild card baseball, but two kind of, you know, out of yeah. the out of the out of the pocket teams, I told him to take Baltimore and Cincinnati. Oh, you're jinxing us right off the bat! Jinxing the How Reds. How about that? Your Reds, your Reds are going to be pretty good. They're going to be interesting this year, though, aren't they? Got they'll some be fun. Coming? They'll be fun to watch, Bill. Yeah, they'll be fun. They'll yeah. be fun. And and Hunter Green, I mean, it's one of the guys. You know, I'm loving it. You know, oh. <laughs> strikeouts. Let's go. And um, you know, this uh, with the great young players in there and. As a Reds fan, you just have to be used to enjoy them while they're here. <laughs> they're going to go away. Enjoy them. Uh, you know, kind of uh, what it is. And kind of like how, you know, it's been being a Hawks fan the last 25 years, Bill. Enjoy them while, yeah, they, while right. they're here before they go on to start them in somewhere else uh, in there. Sad to see. Well, that's a good segue, Jason Walker. Uh, first of Hey-o. all, we're, we're going to yeah. see Mr. Collins tonight. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to that, just to be able to hear our man Steve Holman call him Johnny Collins. By the way, how's Rudy Gay doing for Atlanta? Can you give me an update on uh, that? Uh, we, you know, he's uh, he's settling in well to his uh, Terrell Brandon, uh, Gary Payton, Carmelo Anthony suite, and uh, guys that uh, were uh, with the Hawks in title for a little while before going away. Is there a whole all-star list of guys that uh, Anton Jameson was another one that was traded to Atlanta but never suited up? Yeah, so, crazy. He's doing well. Yeah, settling in very nicely to that comfortable uh, eight-figure yes. suite. No question. Well, <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing John Collins tonight, yeah. uh, of course. I mean, we know they just held on to him too long, and – it was yep. the most inevitable, inevitable trade in the Hawks' history, to be honest with you. But we'll right. see him. All right, so Trey's out for a month. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, before we trade him to San Antonio, your thoughts on on this injury and what we could see and what we will see? Well, I think it's it's ironic that he got hurt trying to make a defensive play. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, uh, he's been great. Th- he's actually, you know, it was his best year defensively. He was so bought into what Quinn's doing and was really beginning to get a reputation. You heard J.J. Redick and another big national basketball voices talking about how Trey Young had had really been work, worked at, and it's clear how he was defensively. And Paulo Bancaro over in Orlando saying he didn't even attack Trey anymore because Trey was doing good things defensively. So it's a, it's a dang shame that he gets hurt and we're going to miss him for a month because he was the one guy out there really tr- plugging along and doing it. And, of course, we miss all of uh, all of his stuff there. It's just, you know. Uh, it's a real shame, but you know it, it. It'll give an opportunity to see Kobe Bufkin here in the next month, the first round yeah. pick who'd been exiled to the G League uh, in this new Atlanta Hawks era of why play the young guys? The uh, uh, to see Kobe play, I already liked his defense, Bill. You watch him the other night, uh, right? You know, before it, you know, against Orlando, he did good things, yeah. uh, you know, defensively, and I think that's. Uh, Boy, this team could have used that over the last uh, first half of the year, but you know who knows? Uh, they have their ways of 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 developing their players now. But uh, it could be good to see him for for extended time, and and um, you know hopefully we'll we'll you know see the team kind of try to do what they can. But you can't replace the production that Trey Young gives you night in and night out, even with Dejounte Murray, uh, you know, doing triple double type things like he was doing in San Antonio. Uh, this is playmaking that Trey Young does that opens it up for everybody else. So it makes him a star. What are your thoughts on Quinn Snyder as a coach? I think Quinn's done amazing stuff. I think when you see what he's done from a play standpoint and what he's trying to do, uh, it makes you wonder why he came to Atlanta. Why did he jump in to Atlanta? This guy is such a good coach, and if the – did he, you know, did he not do the due diligence on the roster situation, the tax situation, um, what he was getting into? Because I think what you what you see is you see a coach that's a top tier coach just working like being a top chef, and you're you're working in a no offense, I don't know if this is a sponsor or not, but you're working at let's call it a chain restaurant. Let's say you know you're not in one of those five star restaurants, and you're a top chef. You're you're working in one of the chain restaurants uh, out there, and I, that's kind of how I'm feeling about Quinn right now. Uh, the work that he did with Trey, and when you see a guy like Trey bought in to that, you you understand what kind of special uh, talent you have at the head coaching position. Uh, Jason Walker has been critical, if you've not heard, on the Hawks' ownership with Tony Resser. <laughs> he is yeah. he has been, in in my opinion, I've known Jason for twenty three years. Um, he has been more critical, I think, and outspoken than he has in some time, even going back to the Atlanta Spirit days as the owners yeah. of the team for a for a while, uh, about the disappointment on how Tony Resser has handled this team, Nick Resser, whoever the hell is in charge, which we don't really yeah. know that's Resser. part of the problem, too. Horrible. Uh, yeah, and so the, the, the differentiation between, all right, they didn't, help the team help the roster right and the surprise of quinn snyder almost putting up with that and not demanding there be more 
improvements or a better bench or more, you know, important members of his team and of his roster to to make it a more viable contender compared to a losing team. You know, I, I, I several times, you know, I, I keep on saying for some reason, yeah, but they're losing. Yeah, but they're losing. Yeah, but they're losing. And and it's like, how do we differentiate the issues that you've brought up with this ownership compared to the fact that this team is just not winning with Trey Young as the point guard? You know, it, it's, a, it's a marriage. A successful ba- basketball franchise has a marriage of talent on the floor, which includes your coaching staff, uh, and, of course, the players. It's a player-driven league. But it's it's a it's a successful marriage of that and organizational savvy, and and that includes making roster moves and keeping your roster flexible to to build around your stars to have a have a plan to execute. You mentioned you know, and it's it's apropos that John Collins it will be you know in State Farm. And we talk about him because he was dangled by this management for four different uh, trading deadlines. Four. You can go all the way back. Four trade deadlines. And they didn't do anything. Just consistently knocking the value down uh, over time. And, and, you know, and never making a consolidation trade. You know, when you have that, when you, you just kept extending and dumping, as we talked about the last time. And that's not good roster management, especially when you don't want to pay luxury tax. You you can do smart things and never pay the tax. Uh, you know the successful teams do, but you can but you can't do both. And what you end up with when you do both is a roster that doesn't necessarily fit great together. You're missing skills uh, out there, as we see point of point of attack defense with the Hawks. You're not able to acquire. Look at Miami. Go out and get Dellen Wright. Steps right in last night with absences helps the Heat win a, win a ball game. That is the kind of move that the Hawks have not been able to do. Heck, they they can't even they have a, a guy on the roster and, and Trent Forrest who has played too many games on a two way contract. He's been active too many days, but they won't let him go and bring somebody else in, and they won't sign him to an NBA contract because they're they're scared of the tax implications. So when you yeah. have all of the all of that dysfunction, Bill, we're talking about in the management, it affects what you do on the court and it affects how effective your talented players and your talented coaching staff can be because you haven't built properly. You're living in a house where, you know, uh, where the kitchen is, is missing appliances. I don't know how to say it, but it's just not a strong foundation. That's what your front office brings to the table. And the Hawks have been, you know, negligent. And providing that for the for the last four or five years of planning and building around Trey Young, there have been reports, obviously, that after the trade deadline, that before the trade deadline, there were discussions the Hawks had with teams about Dejounte Murray, but also about Trey Young. So mm-hmm. now this scenario here with Trey's departure for a month, I think, begs the question: If Dejounte Murray plays well, and Jay. If the Hawks win, does that give this ownership and this front office more incentive to trade Trey Young this offseason? Uh, well, I think it would give them, you know, it would give them a path 
to doing so. Um, you know, I've mentioned on your show many times that I, I feel like the ceiling is so much higher with Trey Young than without him. First of all, Murray's going to play well. He's a good player. He's going to play well. Uh, you know, he's going to put up big counting numbers, and we'll, we'll see. I think the Hawks would almost have to go on the same unprecedented run that they made to the to the conference finals to get to the point where you're like, okay, it doesn't matter if we have Trey or not on this team. I think it would take a lot of winning that I don't think this roster is built to do. So it's a lot of speculation. But if they win and they win big and they go far in the in the thing, certainly that would give the management the you know give them a path and say, okay, we can be great without Trey Young. But I, I just don't I don't see it happening. I don't I just don't see you know how how we would be as successful uh, with the Atlanta Hawks would be as successful that way. All right, but but if this ownership is what it is. And yeah. and if it's like I can sit here and gripe and complain about Arthur Blank and his love yeah. affair with Rich McKay all day long, I'm right. not going to stop that. And I and, and yeah. I'm not going to you know I, I don't have ammunition to march shot him right. Um, <laughs> right. I don't, I don't have anything to march shot Tony Wrestler. So right. if this ownership is what it is, yeah, is their best path under their ownership to trade Trey Young? I mean. I think it's the opposite. I, I understand what I you're saying, and and, yeah. and I and you know Dino on here said Jason's just a little too pro Trey for me, in my opinion. And you know there are people who are asking the question because of the sub 500 record since the run against Milwaukee. Well, if, if they can't win with him, why don't they try to win without him? But especially Jason, don't you think it's even more logical to ask the question, considering what this ownership is showing us of what they're going to do? What's the point of having this guy when you can get something good for him right now? Well, I, I think, like I say, I don't. I think that if you are in a group like this group, and they, you never want to pay the tax, you're not going to be responsible from a roster management standpoint. Then you have to have a superstar that can lift you above where your management skills are, and and keep the playoff money coming and and uh, everything else you know that that comes with it, uh, because you're on your own. You're not going to be great. This you know this group inherited Danny Ferry and Mike Budenholzer's uh, successful teams, and then it you know they scrapped all that too late, mind you, with Millsap and, and then letting Horford go for nothing. They they kind of you know they, they and then they built again, but they only came up when they drafted Trey Young, and I you know it, it, the success that they've had has been mapped to Trey. And that's the same with any superstar. You're they're not the, winning the now, though. They're they're not winning now. Well, uh, it's they're true. not. Yeah, so if they're, they're, not, if they're not going to surround Trey with players that can help him get better, what's the point of having him when they can get a hell of a lot for him, right? I, yeah, I mean, Bill, we've seen this team try to win without superstars or without competent management uh, at, at the front. It's just hard to do in the NBA. The thing about tearing things down is you're down a long time. If if you can't do properly, we were in the early 2000s. We've seen, you know, what this what this could be, and you know, there's limits to that without having a star on the team. But I mean, you know, certainly, I mean, I can't dispute the fact that they had a losing record this year with Trey Young, and you know, and that's. Uh, you know, I, I believe it's because of the roster management around it. 
But, uh, you know, I, I, and I think that if you went with DeJounte Murray and, you know, a bunch of kids next year, I don't think we would win even – the Hawks would win even as much as they were winning this year. I think it's – you know, I think we've seen it before, what happens when you don't have a difference maker uh, in play. And, and uh, you know, I think that's where the Hawks are at. I mean, so it, it behooves you know, wrestler to keep Trey for the gate – and it behooves him to keep him because it raises your floor uh, to to a place where it's reasonable, rather than to let the floor drop out without having uh, out having a star. Unless you can get one back, of course. Uh, you know, that's the caveat. If you can get someone back that that moves the needle from a production standpoint, like the guy you're trading, then you know, obviously, that would make some sense. All right, I have proposed to you the. Because you know me, I'm going to find if I'm going to find a trade back, Holly. Absolutely. Um, I, I have proposed to you the fact that the San Antonio Spurs were mentioned as a team that were interested in Trey Young. They right. have two first round draft picks, and I don't know who the other ones. Oh, it's from Houston. I'm seeing right. it right here on Tankathon. It is from no. Yeah. It, it is from Toronto. It is from Toronto. Um. Uh. That must that must be the Kyle Leonard trade or something. Uh, would it be probably right? They, they uh, are yeah. Right right now they are are third with their own pick, and then seventh with the pick for Toronto going into the lottery, of course. And then Atlanta is tenth right now. So right, um, you're talking about a team that has two potential top ten picks, yeah. and they have some young talent that. Um, are interesting players. There's no question. I mean, they're not stars, but they're interesting players. You've got Devin Vassell. You've got yep. Ellen Johnson. You've got some players around women, Yama, that are not really helping them win right now. So, um, I, again, just trying to think out loud here. Of, of Well, because I don't think – I mean, I, I – I love you, and you know I, I I understand exactly what you're saying. The, everything about star power and everything. I yeah. I also don't trust this ownership group. Yeah. I don't think I think they have screwed up the Dejounte Murray thing. And I think that as excited as you and I were about Murray joining Young, it didn't yeah. work. And I don't think they're going to get anything back from Murray compared to what they gave away. Right. No um, which I think is awfully bad. Even even if he goes on a run and does very very well right now, for this month to show how he can lead a team without Trey Young in the lineup, I don't know if they're going to get increased value for that if they just were to decide to trade him this offseason. And and you know like you, I don't have faith in the team, but I think that my lack of faith makes me feel like they're going to be more apt to trade Trey anyway. And if that's the case, wouldn't that sort of thing be what you would have to look for, Jason? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, if we're if we're not going to try to build around Trey, if we're not going to get better players to to put around him and to take up, ta- let's go get a couple of draft picks and see if we can hit lightning in a bottle again. Yeah, it's a weaker draft for sure. Certainly not the draft that uh, when Trey came out with Luca and you know uh, Shea Gilders Alexander, and the draft was loaded. Sure. Uh, it's, it's not that. It's not that kind of draft. It's not even the draft you know, last year when Wembenyama. What you what you say brings up a couple of interesting things. One, why would San Antonio bring in Trey Young if Trey's a, Trey's a loser? Why would you tie your franchise, Victor Wembenyama, 
to a guy um, that can't move the needle. That would be the first thing I would think of if I were a Hawks exec. Like, why is San Antonio wanting to do this? <laughs> why didn't? Why don't they just build around Wembenyama? Why do they want Trey Young? Because Trey's a difference maker. Because Trey makes you know Trey's a, an All NBA caliber player and brings out the best in the brings out the best in everybody because of his playmaking skills. All right. That aside, if you if Trey Young said I want out, there's nothing you can do, right? This is the kind of deal you'd want to make a younger player like Fossil, multiple draft picks, and and build around that way. You're absolutely right about that. You're absolutely right. So if Trey Young wakes up one day and decides the wrestlers have disappointed him for the last time, he wants out. Then yes, that's the kind of trade that you at the minimum have to pull back in uh, to to make it happen. Two top tens. A future pick, probably, and a, and a young, and a young scorer type, you know, versatile player. Vassal's really good player uh, to to come in. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm I'm really curious as to what the next three four weeks are going to bring with with this. I mean, I, I um, it was unusual. I mean, I know Orlando didn't shoot very well on Sunday at all, but still, it was unusual that first game without trade. They had their best game of the year as far as keeping. They they held one yeah. team under a hundred that was ninety nine, and then they go and hold Orlando to ninety two the other day, and I'm like, well, Trey's not there, and I, I just they're not winning, and I don't I don't I, they got to find a way yeah. to win because you know, and I said this earlier, Jay, because Jason, look, unfortunately, you and I know this. I'm an idiot, okay? <laughs> I talk about this team knowing full well that a lot of people who are listening, I don't think they really give a damn, right? I do. Yep. And and part of my passion for this, number one, I've watched them for 45 freaking years. Yep. Number two, I'm tired of losing. I, I, how much fun did we have in the summer of 2021 oh. when all that was going on? And, I mean, it was like a dream come true. And, hell, they it, it was. got as far as they ever had, you know. And now to go backwards and say, you know, and regardless of whose fault it is, you know, and it's like I, I thought what, Landry Field said after the trade deadline was full of my initials, just bull crap, you know, bull crap. <laughs> and and I'm I'm sick of it. I want to win. Yeah. And and if they're not going to win with this guy with Trey Young, get him out and get someone else and see if you can do it them because it, it's something's just not working. And and there there have been too many games where they've looked so good for a part of it and then they just fall off. And I know the depth's been bad. And I know when they've had players out, whether it was DeAndre Hunter. Or in hell now, a Kongwu. Yep. It's like Jalen you know, Johnson I, missed a big part of the beginning. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. He missed what a month, uh, five weeks, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a problem because they have done a crappy job of of trying to maintain the the bench and and there's no excuse for it. You know, they're they're the, the, that that's the one thing I don't like about ownership ownership that is condescending to a fan base when we can know who's available yeah. out there and know that you're yeah. avoiding it and knowing that you traded Kevin Herter for one reason, one reason only. Yeah. You know, that, that there's a, that's a problem yeah. with us, but it's like, well, if they're not going to do it, then just go ahead and trade him and get what you can for him. And I don't know if they'll get a better offer than having two first round, two top 10 picks, because I'd rather have that Jason than a future bunch of picks where it may not be a top 10 pick, but hell, how often do you have a team that wants one of your star players that has two top ten picks, and you have one as well? Yeah, no, that's what I say. If Trey, if Trey said I want out, 
you can't have, you 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 burned it today. I, I totally agree. But until then, I'm I'm holding on. Bill, we we've watched it for a, watched this team for a long time. We've had two superstars. I know in in here, and Trey's one of them. And I just I know it took us so long after trading Dominique, killing us. Took us so long to find somebody who was different. And when he went in game one and put 48 points up on the eventual champs with with 10 assists, you know, and we were 2-2, and we were actually looking at the finals. Yeah, I, You can't tell me that's different now. The only thing that's different is what you've done to the team. So I would rather see them strip it down to the – to, to Trey Young and start again with with uh, younger contracts or whatever and see what Trey could do, but I then they'll let him go. And I, maybe folks listening would disagree. And I, like I say, I totally understand. I understand your point of view on that. I just I I feel like you know care you know a little bit of careful what you wish for there because yeah. change doesn't always necessarily mean better outcomes. Well, you're right. We have waited on a star, and we said when Joe Johnson or Josh Smith yeah. or – or uh, Even you know, Al. Even my guy, Al Horford. Right? Absolutely. I mean, very good players, and we've always been yep. the king of very good players. Yeah, that's right. The, the star power, is, 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 you know, but we won with Dominique. You know, we had – and I know it was yep. a different time. It was 40 years ago, for crying out, 35. But, I mean, still, it's like we won. It's hard yep. to – it's just hard when you're not winning – and yeah, you don't want to give away someone like that, but uh, it's like, well, something's got to yeah, happen. It was, it was just, different. Ted went out and got guys. He paid guys. Oh yeah, Ted paid guys. Absolutely. He, you know, it was a different time though. Different cap, different everything. Sure. But yeah. All right, Jason like, Walker's like been our guest, uh, <laughs> and uh, good stuff. It's it's a good conversation. You know, I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate totally. that it's uh, it's uh, partly because of crappy ownership, but we're used to it. I mean, I hate to say that, but we are. Yeah, I hate to say it too. Yeah, and, you know, we're we're just since Ted, and it's been a different thing. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens tonight with Johnny Collins. His old Steve Holman's going to like to call him tonight, um, and we look forward to that. Jason, thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay, be safe awesome out there. Stuff. Yep. Thanks, Bill.